With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Society 13 Podcast Network. Redefining podcasts. Society-13.com. I like to listen. Welcome to Channel 9 of the STRY Radio Network, where stories live. Before you listen to this podcast, be aware this show often uses very naughty language. If you don't like that, you shouldn't listen. Send your complaints to I am a whiny baby with no sense of humour at nightstory.com or stop by the studio. I'll take you for a ride to a story of my choosing. Hey, you found your way to the Ninth Story podcast. I'm proud of you. It's weird. The woods are dark and menacing. And today we're taking a wicked detour down that lane and talking to a film director today. His name is Emanuele Mangotti, and he has a project on Indiegogo called The Plague Doctor that is just a drool-worthy on so many levels. So we're interviewing him today. I like your description, Adriel Worthy, and then Brain Fart. <laughs> uh, so actually, we're going to be starting uh, a little, you know, kind of going back to the beginning of season five, uh, simply because Manuele is not a traditional writer. He's more of a director. So uh, in order to kind of give you a sense of the tone for this piece, I am I have written a original story that I'll be performing right before the interview goes on. So we'll start off with the story. Then... Right on to the interview with Emanuele Mengotti. So here is Veil Between Worlds by me, Immortal Alexander. I am always dreaming, always in the space between the waking world and the dream. When I write, I feel the much stronger pull from the dream world compelling me to stay there and never leave. It's hard for me to be here, when all I want to do is stay in that realm of pure imagination. I am trying to love this more tangible world. I need to try harder. There is love here, and I do love you all so very much. Balance is the key, and something that is so very hard for a daydreamer. I have been in love with the world of dreams from the moment my consciousness awakened. The waking world can be so harsh, but also so very beautiful. It's full of beautiful souls that share all that they are to anyone who will listen. 
when I was young, I would never be present. I was always elsewhere, in a place full of adventure, excitement, and castles in the clouds. As I grew older, the dreams grew darker, full of crawling things in the dark and menacing monsters who would chase me through my dreams, mouths agape, ready to consume me whole. I don't remember my dreams anymore. Not the ones that I dream at night. Only my dreams when daylight peeks into my brain, causing things to get a bit fuzzy. I am now very in tune with my subconscious during the day. I think it is why I don't remember my dreams. They feel cheated. My dreams, that is. That I don't love them as much. That I am feeding off of them, but I do not nourish them with my presence. I can just pull whatever I want from that intangible plane at will, without their permission. And that angers the keepers of dreams. I don't sleep well anymore. A small price to pay for the wonderful treasures I can take from the secret places deep within my mind. Don't you agree? Thank you for listening, and now, on to the interview. So, I don't know, Emanuele, am I, am I saying that yes. well enough? <laughs> as far as like, how you pronounce it? Very well, very well. I would say like uh, 99% close. Perfect. <laughs> Alex will do better because he yeah. uh, speaks Italian better than I do. No, yeah, I mean you probably you probably uh, know the verbiage better than I do, but I, I my parents are from <laughs> Italy. I'm like a first generation born here oh, okay. in the states. So, okay, okay from where in Italy? Uh, Monte Scaglioso, near Bari. Okay, okay, I see, I see. Very good, very good. Have you been there? Yes, I was there a couple times when I was a kid, when I was like five, then when I was thirteen, and then we went back when. Um, when we got married, we went for our honeymoon and we went and visited family after that. Oh, okay. I see. I see. Very good. Very good. So we <laughs> How went, you like it? We actually were staying with a friend in, uh, um, we were in Florence for a little while uh, with some friends. Okay, and then good. we went to uh, Monte Scaglioso for a couple of days. And then we went to uh, Rome, which I had never, I never really traveled, traveled in Italy before. I had only been to Monte. Okay. So it was my first time. Other than in the Rome airport, it was my, our first time actually going to Rome and definitely our first time in, in uh, Florence. Oh, okay. That's nice. That's good. So this is the Ninth Story Podcast, episode 507. Today we are talking to director Emanuele Mangotti about his film The Plague Doctor, which is on Indiegogo right now. And they're looking for funding, and he's an amazing director. And here is Emanuele. Yes, hello, hello to everyone. <laughs> Thank you so much for having me here. It's our absolute pleasure, Emanuela, and and thank you so much for just kind of messaging us. I was kind of floored to see your message in our inbox. I was like, holy cow, this is so legit. <laughs> I I just wanted to start off by saying I'm really impressed with how much effort you've put in already into your Indiegogo project and into The Plague Doctor specifically. Um, and how long has this film project really been in development? 
Yeah, so I would say I start working like the first, very first idea start like uh, um, six years ago. And uh, from there, I start working and working little by little. Uh, every little piece start taking like uh, his, uh, his position in this uh, big, big puzzle. Uh, I'm not in a rush. I just want to do everything in the in the right time. So that's what I'm doing. And uh, little by little, other people join me. So that's that's why and that's how this project is growing and is growing with uh, with his audience too. And Emanuele, can you tell us a little bit about the project, The Plague Doctor, and why you chose Indiegogo to fund your creative vision? Yeah, um, about like uh, six months ago, uh, another crowdfunding platform started talking to me, and I was thinking about crowdfunding from from long time, and uh, and I started doing like my research on uh, all the different platform, and I saw like uh, Indiegogo, I really liked them, and uh, I was actually in touch with uh, uh, with one person that that works with with Indiegogo that he helped me a lot. And uh, I read the book about uh, crowdfunding. I was talking very well about Indiegogo, so that's why I choose them. And also because uh, you can use the on-demand uh, option when the campaign is going to be over, mm-hmm. so you can still you can still work with them. I'm uh, curious, what book did you read that you found really helpful? Uh, it was written by um, Trigonis and. Uh, the title is uh, um, crowdfunding for filmmakers. Nice. So it was really about uh, crowdfunding and filmmaking too. That's why I find it very, very interesting. What was one of the biggest takeaways aside from what made you pick uh, Indiegogo in particular from that book? Uh, well, the way that they were talking, especially because it's very friendly for uh, for uh, for filmmakers, I saw also other projects from like uh, friends or people that they know, and and that's why I start trusting uh, Indiegogo. That makes sense. Um, can you tell us a little bit more about the story you want to tell with the Plague Doctor? Yeah, uh, so it's based from uh, uh, from some legend and myth from a little highland that is in the Venetian lagoon. And uh, I used to go there in this highland that is called Povelia when I was a little child with with my dad. And I was like very, very fascinated by this place, all the ruins and everything. So my story, uh, I got the inspiration from those those legends to tell my story. My story is set in really not a, a time reference. It's kind of a... Uh, surreal, a lot of uh, atmosphere. It's going to be like a mix between uh, uh, the others, Shutter Islands, uh, a little bit of High Shot, a little bit of Black Swan, so this kind of uh, atmosphere. And Jeanette, since you're an artist, mm-hmm. how would you describe to the audience the visual style of the short film, The Plague Doctor, this is based off of? Well, um, uh, that was the teaser trailer. Yes, the, te- the teaser trailer. Yeah. So the teaser trailer, by the way, was freaking gorgeous, like just jaw-dropping. Mm-hmm. Um, my Part of my background is I'm a production designer, and I was so enamored entirely because of those. Your visuals were just so rich. Um, 
I, I loved the fact that you kind of blended in that Venetian culture with the masks. And you filmed that one in Venice, right? Yes, I actually did in, uh, in Venice. Uh, and uh, it, was, uh, it was quite an adventure because there was uh, pretty much uh, no budget. Mm-hmm. And uh, it was like, it, it was beautiful. It was an amazing experience. Uh, and everything was like because of like friends and family that they actually helped me to put together uh, my vision and to help to tell to tell the story. And uh, when I did that, I was still working on the script mm-hmm. of the Plague Doctor, and um, I, I really didn't know where my story was going. But I had some image, and I want to play with that. And after that, after I finished the first draft of the script, I understand actually what that image, what was the meaning, the ultimate meaning of uh, all that image. That's really cool. It's kind of like your teaser trailer was just a sketch of the painting that the film is going to be. Um, Just out of, uh, I guess, curiosity, (laughs) your costumes in that teaser trailer were so gorgeous. How did you get those like what was the story behind those specifically <laughs> yeah one one of the costume that's the costume of the of the main characters actually was uh, uh, was a wedding uh, dress that they repainted hmm. and that's uh, <laughs> that's where that come from and the others they were like uh, uh, some friends they they helped me and she's I've filmed in Venice. A lot of people, they have costume. Mm-hmm. So my family, they start asking around and they brought me so many costumes. So from there, I start choosing uh, which one to, to pick. It, it just, it's so, it's so cool, like, just hearing about just like, hey, family, hey, town, like, hey, city, help me out. Let's make something beautiful. And you did already. I'm very excited to see where the feature film progresses to next. Yeah, yeah, that's uh, that's something very, very interesting, and and I hope that some uh, um, some producer will jump in. So we're gonna definitely have like a little more more uh, funds uh, to to try to to show what actually is uh, our our final vision, because that was just, uh, as you say, exactly, it was like a sketch. Mm-hmm. And Emmanuel, in your uh, um, Indiegogo campaign, you're talking about how you grew up on the island of Lido, Venezia, near Venice. Um, can you tell yeah. us a little bit about what was like that place, what that place was like, and also uh, what was it like growing up there? Yeah, you know, Lido, it's, um, it's a very regular city, still you're living in a, in an island It's the only island in uh, in Venice where actually there are cars hmm. and uh, it really doesn't make sense to me because it's so small that <laughs> you really don't need a car mm-hmm. and uh and I was just 5 minutes away from uh, from Venice and I used to go to school in Venice so every day was like uh, taking a boat and uh, take a ride on a boat for like uh, 20 minutes to get to, to Venice. It sounds very, very romantic, yeah. but trust me, that, that was like the routine. <laughs> and, 
it's not fun when when you are used to that. It's like taking a bus, like a regular bus. Now it's again exciting because I'm living in the United States, but back in the days it was like, uh, okay, let's just get the boat and mm-hmm. go there. <laughs> yeah, um, I lived in um, La Madalena for a little while, like a, a couple of years, because my dad was in the Navy, and I had that experience. It was an hour, like to get from where my parents were living onto a bus, onto a ferry, onto a bus, and then finally to the uh, American school on the island. And it was just every day, two hours of travel. And yeah, it gets really old. (laughs) Yes, yes. (laughs) You understand me. I, I, yeah, I really do. (laughs) Um, I love those ferries, though. (laughs) And Emmanuel, can you tell us a little bit about your journey to become a film director? Yeah, um, I started. I was in the beginning. I was interested in uh, in uh, acting, and that's what uh, I was doing. But then, little by little, I understand that I prefer like to be uh, to be a director to have uh, more control on uh, on everything. I'm uh, I'm a storyteller by nature, and uh, that's actually what brought me to be uh, to be to be a director. And I just love to have like control on uh, on everything and be able to create uh, a world with with my with my movies. So with that sense of control, how um, in mind, I guess is the right way to say that. How uh, much did you have as far as a say in like the actual cinematography of what you've shot so far? Uh, you know, I don't have that many uh, technical skill, but uh, I really trust the people that I'm working with. So I I gonna share with them uh, the vision, and since I trust them and uh, I know the way that they work, then they gonna they gonna bring to life, uh, and they did uh, bring to life my my vision. So that's that's the way that I actually uh, I actually work choosing the person that they share the same vision that I have. So are you going to have that same kind of like collaboration with the, um, the special effects person that you're bringing on, which I'll have Alex pronounce this cause I'll butcher it. The concept artist, Alex. Yes. 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 I'm working, I'm working with, uh, with him right now to, uh, to see the, uh, the design for the for the costume, as I say, and as we say, the uh, the teaser was just a test to a little bit understand and to show uh, the world. But then after that, uh, other people like uh, Luca Nemolato they jump on board and they start working on uh, on this project. And of course, he's bringing all uh, all his uh, knowledge and uh, and his study about uh, about, for example, uh, costume. And he will work uh, also on uh, storyboards and uh, and other other things. And and Luca Semolato has a very impressive body of work on Hollywood films, such as The Conjuring, which we own and we love, and also Krampus, which we also own and love, and many more films, uh, Hollywood films. How did you two meet? Uh, well, in the beginning, was uh, we were just uh, we were just friends. So that's that's the way that uh, that we met, and uh, and he knew about uh, about my project, 
and then uh, and then one day we, uh, I shared to him uh, my vision, and uh, and he liked it, he loved it, and actually uh, we were in Venice, mm-hmm. so he first fell in love with the atmosphere of Venice, and then he fell in love with the with the project. The project himself is uh, is actually a love letter to. Uh, to Venice and to to the atmosphere is my way to reconnect with the roots of Venice. And was is Luca from Venice? Did you guys meet in Venice or did you meet no, in, in LA? No, 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 no. Luca is actually we met in uh, in uh, in LA, and mm-hmm. Luca is actually from uh, from Naples. So it was okay. his first time in Venice. That's why he was uh, so excited. Okay, okay, I gotcha. That does make sense. It, it, that's so cool that you guys met in america <laughs> and then went back yeah. to italy and then yeah, yeah. deepened your friendship that's really awesome was he was he visiting family and you guys decided like hey we'll both kind of you know come, you know, meet in this other part of italy later or did you guys go as a trip together as friends oh i think uh, i think he was visiting he was back to to italy but also with like my birthday so i invite him and was just just a chance to come and to Venice to visit Venice. So mm-hmm. he came there, and uh, and uh, I just showed him a little bit about Venice. Nice, I I think that's fantastic. Like I just I like the little random ways that people connect with each other. <laughs> um, oh, yeah, and... it was very very randomly. Yes. <laughs> and uh, the question that I wanted to ask earlier, and then got distracted by tangents, which I'm very good at. Uh, so. Are you going to be working with the same cinematographer that you had during the teaser, or do you know yet? Uh, well, working on the teaser and all the work that we did is also helping me to understand with uh, which kind of person I'm gonna I'm gonna I want to work and to to collaborate in the in the future. Uh, then, of course, we need to see with the producer what mm-hmm. what they decide. But yeah, I I work with uh, Eduardo Manuele that is very 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 talented. Mm-hmm. He's 100% in this uh, in this project and uh, we talked recently. He is 100% so we are looking forward to to work together on this. And uh, I really hope that this is going to happen and I really want uh, Eduardo to be to be with me in this uh, in this project. But of course, we need to see. <laughs> Yeah, I understand. There's a long way to go before, yeah, before you get to sleep. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. but of course he is on board, and uh, I want him on board, uh, on board with me. Nice. He did a, a gorgeous job. And anyone listening, you definitely, at the very least, need to go watch this teaser trailer on Indiegogo. We will have the link to that in our show notes. It is jaw-droppingly beautiful as you've heard me drooling over already <laughs> and, and actually every week Jeanette does this thing called uh horror haikus day on Tuesday on, on our website horrormate.com where um Jeanette it's like horror haikus so basically Jeanette makes a piece of art and she puts it up there uh-huh. and she gets people get inspired by that and create horror haikus based on that and she's actually made I think you actually had like a a, a a plague yeah, mask plague character. Doctor. I think I need to do another one specifically yeah. based on your plague doctor. Exactly. <laughs> shoot people okay, that way again. So, <laughs> and so any of our lovely artist friends or poets out there who is interested in getting some inspiration should definitely check out this short as mm-hmm. well. If you'd like a little inspiration for creating poetry or, or writing or anything, it's a very inspirational piece to watch as well. 
Very much so. It, yeah, I would love to see all the works coming from, <laughs> from that. <laughs> well, and, and I like also how poetic your story, your visual storytelling is. And um, you let us get a little sneak peek at your short, The Writer, which I cannot wait for f- film festivals to take a look at because it, it, again, is gorgeous. Um, but I like the poetic way you approach filmmaking. Um, do you write poetry or what, what is your written word like? Uh, I'm, I'm, I will not consider myself uh, a, a writer. I would love to be. <laughs> <laughs> I would love to, to write like uh, poems and, uh, and I'm working on the script of the, of the Plague Doctor. But yeah, for me, the, the atmosphere and uh, whatever comes from like cinematography, I'm very, very uh, specific and I exactly know what I want. And uh, and you're right because uh, that work that they did, the writer that is uh, almost done with the uh, with the film festival, uh, it's yes, it, it is like a, it's like a poem. It's the storytelling is completely completely different, and uh, I like that you say that you say that. And usually, uh, I do write a little bit about that, but everything is in my mind, and I am very clear when I'm talking to uh, the composer or the cinematographer, what I want and the style, the atmosphere that I'm looking for. Yeah, typically we, we uh, this show is actually mostly focused on writers, but I think it's great to have people from different mediums and talking about how their creative process, like with you as a director, being more of a visual uh, uh, creator, that you're taking all the pieces together and you're working with the actor and you're working with you know, all the, the artists and the, and the trying to create atmosphere and... I think it's it's a very I think I mean a lot of our our writers that that listen you know use film as inspiration for their work. We were just talking to Stacy Longo last week, and she's very much will watch a movie or or you know whatever it is to uh, you know kind of get that inspiration going. And uh, I just find it really fascinating, you know, taking story the concept of story and breaking it down to its various forms and and understanding it to its core, which helps uh, writers themselves understand how to better be be better storytellers you know by understanding other mediums and how they're created as well yeah yeah i do agree with you i do agree with you and and i think we need to be always open to like cross all those different uh paths to create something something different and something new definitely <laughs> Um, Actually, let's finish up with the writer. Let's uh, talk about the process for that. Oh, yeah. We are very curious about the writer, even though people listening will not be able to see that for a while. Um, (laughs) But but it was gorgeous, and I I just have questions. Um, With that one, what was the process for just from, like, the outset idea to creating the short film like for you? Yeah, that one was... um was kind of uh, was kind of uh, weird because uh, actually the story is that like uh, I had a friend that he had the equipment and he say in ten days I need to do something I need to shoot something uh, do you want to do something <laughs> <laughs> and uh, and I just I just wrote and I just create the the atmosphere and I just put everything together very fast like a crew. Uh, set designer uh, and everything was was very fast 
and it was it was quite a quite an experience. But I think that I just uh, put on the I just take the image that they were inside me, and I just create that. It just it just came out. Nice job. Ten days. Holy moly. That one looked like yeah. it looked just as lovingly well crafted as your stuff for the Plague Doctor. Although I admit the Plague Doctor has like this extra layer of grandeur to it already. Um, but nice job, seriously. Ten days. <laughs> oh my gosh. Yeah, yeah. I think that also also for the Plague Doctor, we were pretty close to 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 that time. <laughs> yeah. And, yeah, and for the audience out there that's unfamiliar with this piece because they can't see it right now, can you describe the story of the writer a little bit? Yeah, well, the story, as we as we as we were saying, there is not that much of a story, but we are the atmosphere. We are uh, in the mind of a, of a writer that is telling a story of a love, a story of a, of a scene. Uh, it's a little bit. Uh, uh, it's a noir. I don't know how to describe. Let me say it's maybe like a surreal noir uh, kind of uh, kind of movie. And we stay with the atmosphere of, of this writer. We have just a little peek of what is inside of the head of the of the writer in this case. And another thing that I want to to tell you that is just uh, uh, just the news from today. We are also working on uh, on a medium-length documentary about the the islands that is inspired and is right now in uh, in uh, post-production nice and uh, it's actually one of the one of the perks in the in the crowdfunding campaign you can have like a preview of this documentary and have a special thanks in the in the on the screen so how long have you been working on the documentary Oh, the documentary, it's about, uh, like, uh, two months. Two months, yeah. Oh, you know I what? was back in Italy, like, uh, a month, two months ago, and uh, right there we did some, uh, um, some interviews, mm -hmm. and uh, right now we are in uh, post-production for that. Nice. Um, my, my little light bulb moment outburst there was uh one question i had was uh do you think the plague doctor is going to be in italian or english this is uh this is a great question and uh i'm still thinking about this okay. because uh of course being english you're gonna have like a, a way bigger audience mm -hmm. uh but i'm worried that uh that is gonna lose a little bit of the feeling that I want to give. So I'm, I'm still thinking and I need to see where these things is going to understand if making in, uh, in English or, uh, or in Italian. If it's more about the atmosphere and there's, let's say, uh, not a lot of dialogue, there's very little dialogue. I think it would really work really well. Like we saw a, uh, Spanish film called, uh, uh the baby's room. And, um, mm -hmm. and it's, are you, are you familiar with this film? No, no, I never heard. Okay, and 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 um, the film itself was about a uh, um, this mother and father, and they have a baby in the other room, and they have one of those video baby monitors. And uh, whenever the father would look in the video monitor to watch on the, watch, you know, look after his child, um, 
he would see a person, a man in the room that wasn't there. And so when the mother would go in there and he, he the mother, father would get upset and he'd go in the next room and he'd look, is, is there somebody there? Uh, nobody would ever be there. And every single time he'd look in the video and the monitor, the guy would get a little closer, a little closer to the baby, a little closer to the baby. And, but it was a really atmospheric horror film. And, and I really loved about it is because of the fact that uh, it was not a lot of dialogue. You weren't getting taken out of the experience because you're not looking so long at the words that you're losing the visual. Mm-hmm. Um, and so I, that's why I, I like uh, atmospheric films that are uh, a little, sl- you know, a little slower paced and, and, and there's not a lot of dialogue so that if it's another language that I'm not familiar with, I don't lose any of the imagery when I'm trying to see what's happening. Yeah, I think this is, uh, this is a good point, actually. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> well, regardless of what language you decide to have it told in i i'm still very excited about it and hearing it in italian would be really just like immersive because of how visual and and rich the story is like italian's just a far more beautiful language than english on many levels um but i i i don't know i look forward to seeing what decision you end up making yeah yeah <laughs> and uh yeah i'm so happy and uh, this project, I, I really, really love it. So it is always a pleasure for me, like, working on this. And uh, the island, um, Povelia, where the film is set. Um, yeah. So those who were affected by the plague were taken to this island uh, to kind of keep them isolated from spreading the disease. Uh, can you tell us a little bit more about the history of this island? Yeah, it's it's very interesting, the... The history and the legend related to this to this highland, because if you are uh, looking on uh, on the internet about the island, pretty much everything that that you saw actually it's not true. Uh, like all the story that you read, they're actually not true. And at one point, I had the, uh, I want to understand a little bit more about this island. What actually uh, was the the history of the highland? So the truth is that uh, they never brought right there uh, people with the uh, with the plague. Hmm. Um, actually, right there there was yes an outbreak of plague, but was on a on a ship. So they actually closed the highland and let the people that they had the plague to stay there and try to heal them. And some of them, of course, they died. And then when everything was over, uh, Povelia was again, uh, was again uh, open. Uh, there are other highlands where actually they were called uh, Lazzaretto and they, were, they are close by Povelia and they were used as a quarantine station. Hmm. Yeah. And, uh, but the story of Povelia, yeah, it's a little bit different from what uh, we are reading uh, from internet, and I really didn't know uh, that much before. Uh, but then I start studying a little bit more. I talk with uh, an historian, and I actually had the pleasure to to went to the Highland with uh, two mediums that they actually oh. study uh, the Highland himself. Did you discover anything um, interesting during that trip with the mediums? Meet any ghosts? <laughs> uh, yeah. Well, uh, not during that trip, 
but um, they they discover something else uh, related to uh, like uh, uh, paranormal experience. They discover something. Uh, they did their uh, their research and they find uh, other things. Uh, that they are different from the story again that that we read on the on uh, on the internet. Oh, that is cool. So, like, the yes. story that you hear may not be true, but as you dig deeper, you're finding things that are even more interesting. I love it. <laughs> yeah, that's that's actually that's actually the uh, the point. I mean, uh, something that is very interesting is that we are seeing. Uh, we're witnessing like the born of uh, of a legend mm-hmm. because uh, probably in like uh, <laughs> uh, 20 years what we are reading right now and what like few people know that is not true maybe in 20 years it's going to become like to be like the truth because of mm-hmm. of the internet and the spreading of uh, all those news yeah legends are hard to kill once they get going so-and-so said, blah, yeah. really? Wow. <laughs> Let me tell this to another person and suddenly we're doomed. Um, one of those things that I think is part of that is uh, in your teaser for the documentary, you mentioned that there was an Ottoman ship full of salty cheese and death, uh, which is uh-huh. awesome. Do you... <laughs> um, I'm sorry. I'm laughing because of how we wrote this question. I'm just going to read this. Even though it's not, okay. <laughs> even though right. it's a little hilarious, do you believe that this uh-huh. was the source of the plague there? And I think you kind of said that with how they quarantined everybody, but it it was just really funny that it was full of salty cheese and death. <laughs> <laughs> yes, yes, that that was like a, a metaphor that the historian uh, used. Uh, that, but that was true. That there was like. A, it was load of uh, of cheese that uh, <laughs> that that ship, and uh, of course there was one of the person that was in the ship that uh, was affected by by the plague, and that's uh, that's what happened. I I love that. I just I feel like bad cheese should be something that fans give to each other for this. <laughs> I'm sorry. Or very good cheese. Or give very some, good cheese. Some really good Parmesan there. Just, there you go. That would be better. Yes, yes. Um, <laughs> Alex, please take this microphone away from me. <laughs> so, um, Emmanuel, Emanuela, is, is the documentary going to be paired with the feature film when it's released? Or do you think they're going to be separate projects? No, I think there's going to be just uh, two separate projects. And... Uh, most likely the documentary is going to be it's going to be first it's going to be another another content that is going to create a little bit more uh a little bit more what is the the vision and the, and the words of the of the of the plague doctor sure i was just thinking more about like if there was like a blu-ray release if it would be like an additional feature on there to have the documentary kind of paired with it oh that could be that could be very uh that could be amazing yes I think so. I think so. Like, but let's see. Let's see what happens. <laughs> like there yeah. is a, I can't remember the name of the film, but there was a film about the, the tooth fairy. Um, mm-hmm. It was like a horror mm-hmm. movie about the tooth fairy. And um, the uh, they actually had this documentary that was paired with the movie talking about the history of the specific island where the myth of the tooth fairy came from. 
And so they kind of paired that with it. And it was kind of interesting to have the two together and, and after watching the film to go back and actually learn about the origins of that story. Yeah, I think I think that's something and that's something very important to talk, yes, about the fiction, but also about the, the truth. And there are two different things and both of them, they should be together. Yeah, because people will be entertained and amazed and then amazed and educated. <laughs> yeah, absolutely. <laughs> so, um, oh, yes. <laughs> Reading my notes and being very clever about responding to them. So, <laughs> in The Plague Doctor, currently in the teaser trailer, you were kind of... <clears throat> excuse me, I am losing my voice. You okay. seem to be... Um, in the Plague Doctor trailer, you seem to be playing with ideas of insanity, kind of mixed with the supernatural at the same time. Um, where did your fascination with these subjects begin, and where are you drawing this inspiration from? Oh, well, yes, I'm very, very fascinated by insanity and, and everything, and also like uh, what uh, our mind can actually uh, can actually create. And uh, everything from, I think it's coming from uh, from my my imagination and uh, and all the layers that actually our mind can 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 create, and uh, and I think this is uh, this is pretty much the the point. And yes, I'm playing a lot more with uh, with uh, um, insanity than uh, uh, supernatural. Nice. And do you draw any inspiration from either uh, books or film, any specific books or films that you really are drawing in for inspiration, whether it be the visual style or the tone or anything like that? Uh, yes. Even if uh, at the same point I want to create something that is completely different and completely new, uh, there are some, some inspiration, especially in the, in the, in the movies that uh, I am actually... Uh, referring or they are part of my of my of my vision like uh, as I saw the the black swan mm -hmm. it's uh, it's a great inspiration but of course uh, also uh, eyes wide shut for all the masks that uh, uh, that that you saw uh, the others uh, those are the movie that that really really inspire me with like directors also like uh, David Lynch or another movie uh this is called um don't look now that was set in uh, in venice is a movie from uh, from the 70s and it's one of the very few uh good movie in my opinion that they are set in venice another one is uh, um casanova by by fellini mm -hmm. but actually pretty much he built everything on a on a stage oh wow yeah <laughs> Wait, uh, um, one of my actually quick little note. Actually, uh, one of my uh, my father was mentioning that there was actually a, a horror movie filmed in my uh, my family's town in Montescalioso when we were when they were growing up. It's called uh, Il Demonico, and we found like the whole thing on YouTube, and it was actually pretty fun, you know, fantastic to watch an entire horror film filmed in this tiny little Italian town set up on a mountain. So <laughs> that was kind of fun. Yeah, right. I think that's that's really the the magic, and that's really what I'm what I'm fascinated. I want to bring like 
my audience to be with me and to feel what actually are the feeling to be in, in Venice, especially during the night time. Mm -hmm. uh, sometimes when you are in Italy, it's amazing because the time really, really shifts and you really could be wherever you want in the in time because uh, it's it's really you you could be in every in every era that you want <laughs> it's so true because like each city really just has this ancient base to it and you can wander around feel like you slip back in time and then and yet somehow hey there's someone on a cell phone over there or you, you, know. or you turn around the corner and there's mcdonald's or that which we have. Um. <laughs> Mac D's. Yeah. <laughs> which we found in in uh, where was that? That was in Florence. We we Firenze. bumped into a a, a a McDonald's in Firenze. We're like, that's nice. We will eat actual food. <laughs> <laughs> I see, I see. Yeah, but Venice is uh, is amazing also because there are no cars right there. Oh, that's so cool. And that's really make uh, that's really make the difference when you're wandering around the the city. I, I can imagine that. Um, Alex, do you have any last questions before we pop out to the intro? Um, or outro, rather? I, I kind of consider this a horror film in a lot of ways. Oh, I mean, it, very much because it's the, the psychology and this insanity. Uh, I think it you know finds its way into that. I'm pretty happy right now with the script. And uh, I would love to, 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 to write like a story, actually, for a book based on that. But I don't think... I am a writer, so <laughs> I want someone else to to finish my job. I, I think that's the mark of a good director, though, to come up with those ideas, to really put your heart and soul into it, and then say, hey, people, hey, artists, let's make this amazing instead of just this idea I've jotted down. So I, I actually am really glad to hear that and to, glad to hear that you're approaching this with a, as a director. You really are. You're the storyteller through and through people. You know, your pens are the people you're working with in a way. Paintbrushes yeah. as well. Canvas, Paint all of those yeah, things. You know. <laughs> I think it's really yeah, beautiful. Yeah, yeah. I think that's uh that's that's the point of uh, of being a director and you should find the right person, understand which one are the right person and then trust them and understand where your limits are. Mm -hmm. And then uh, that's that's the way to create a movie, in my in my opinion. I agree. Um, it definitely always felt really good when you had a director that just trusts you, and then so many magical things can happen. Um, so, where can people find the magical things that you are making, Emmanuel? Emanuele, uh, I'll try. <laughs> but where can they find you online, and how can they connect with what you're creating? Well, right now I am just 100% on the Plague Doctor. So there is no actually like a website for uh, uh, for myself or for my for my work. Right now uh, I am the Plague Doctor. So <laughs> that's the things that that you can find that you can find online when I where I am very very focused. Um as I was telling you uh before for example for the writer uh, we had a few uh, film festivals that uh, depict that job, so I was I was around on tour for uh, for that, and that's uh, that's the way that that I'm doing the stuff right now. Emanuele, you have this really cool 
perk, but as the digital download for some of your backers, which is these these printable paper craft projects. Can you tell us some more about how that became part of this campaign? Yeah, we had uh, uh, an artist from uh, from Brazil, mm-hmm. and uh, he did uh, pretty much uh, yeah the Highland and the Plague Doctor, and they're they're beautiful. He he's a master, so I'm I'm so happy that he did all of that. It it really was one. It's really unique and just very again gorgeous. Just it fits totally with your style, and two. It's so great to have a perk that's actually just a digital download kind of thing. It's just smart. You're just going yeah, about this so, so smart. So easy, so easy. Yeah, especially when you have like a lot of people, mm-hmm. then it's like an headache like that you need to ship everything with this one. It's there, it's ready, and it's very, very simple. And you can print as many as you want. You can give to friends, and you can, you can keep sharing the, <laughs> the Plague Doctor. He can keep spreading the plague. Yeah, <laughs> with the cheese, with the cheese. <laughs> and, and Emmanuel, is is uh, papercraft something that you're interested in, or did somebody just present this to you and say, "Hey, we should add this to the uh, um, to the campaign"? Yeah, no, actually, like uh, I got the idea. Um, I got the idea from uh, from like a postcard that I got in Venice that you can actually wear able to to build a little building from Venice and I was like oh my god it's so cool it's so cool I should do something like that but I don't have like the skill at all for that so I was trying to ask into some friends so they were like uh well I'm gonna try I'm gonna try (laughs) and then my girlfriend she find this guy that that is like his passion and his love to do those those things that's why they are they're so amazing and I really really want that one yeah nice it it it's really just I don't know. You just have this great flair for the whole project. I'm yeah, I'm very excited yeah. about it. No, there there are many artists that they are uh they are involved in this pro also the guy that did the uh, the poster mm-hmm. it was uh was amazing. He did uh, um a poster, a fan art poster for uh, Stranger Things. Oh nice. And uh yeah, and he was you you can Google it. It was uh so beautiful, so stunning that actually it became viral and mm. the people from, from Stranger Things, they like it and they invite him to meet the cast and uh, and everyone. And when, when we show to him the the project, the Flake Doctor, he was like, I'm in, I'm going to do it. Nice. Like I'm not asking nothing. And, uh, and that was like a big proof of trust because yeah. since he was not charging nothing, I say, okay, you saw the, the teaser, just do whatever you feel like. And in a couple of days, he came out with that, and wow. it was just great. We will have links to your Indiegogo in the show notes. Everyone can check that out on podcast.ninth... No, it's, it My, is podcast.ninthstory.com yeah, pod- slash... 507. <laughs> <laughs> and it's num- it's 507 and seven's a lucky number. So that's perfect. Perfect. Thank you yes. so much, Emanuele, for joining us today. No, and thank you guys this. so much. It was so nice to share with you uh, this story. Thank you so much. We look forward to everything you're creating. Uh, we- I just connected with you on Twitter so we can have a little back and forth when you and share with us in our audience what the- how things are progressing. Perfect. Thank you so much. Yeah. <laughs> thank you, Emanuele. <laughs> Thank you, thank you. So thank you, everybody, for listening to this episode of the Ninth Story Podcast. 
we really had a blast talking to Emanuele, and we want to continue this conversation with you guys. So find us at Ninth Story Podcast on Twitter. You can also talk to me directly at HTV Immortal. That's me, Immortal Alexander. And if for some unknown reason you want to top, talk to the derptastic brain that is me, Jeanette Andromeda, you can find me at Jeanette underscore art, also on Twitter. That's fun times. It is. I may just reply, banana. And if, actually, you know what? Here, I, I would really love this. Tweet me and just say the word banana. You'll get something fancy for that. I don't know what it'll be. But that's what you're going to get. Something fancy if you tweet me the word banana. Mm-hmm. Um, hashtag you, banana? <laughs> no, no, no. Just banana. Okay. I don't need a hashtag. I just want you to tweet at me and say banana. Why? I don't know. I'm curious. <laughs> and thank you to our sponsors, Rode Microphones, for making us sound amazing even when our brains go blurg. You can find all of their gorgeous recording equipment on Rode.com. R-O-D-E.com. Yay! Thank you, Rode. When you're recording sound like derp. <laughs> like how Jeanette brain just turns up and then goes. Yeah. And then falls on the floor. <laughs> We're the best. You guys should totally keep listening. <laughs> I, I, I mean, I'm really proud of you for listening this far. What are you doing right now? Tweet me. Banana. <laughs> <laughs> Thanks for listening. And we will talk to you again next week. I love you. Goodbye. With Lucky Land slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. Dearly beloved, we are gathered here today to... Has anyone seen the bride and groom? Sorry, sorry, we're here. We were getting lucky in the limo and we lost track of time. No, Lucky Land Casino, with cash prizes that add up quicker than a guest registry. In that case, I pronounce you lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Daily bonuses are waiting. No purchase necessary. Void were prohibited by law. 18 plus. Terms and conditions apply. See website for details.